Straight Talk Uncut. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Tellus, back with another edition of Straight Talk Uncut. And this episode is being recorded on September 12th, 2016. And the quote for this episode goes like this. The world would be happier if men had the same capacity to be silent that they have to speak. Again, the world would be happier if men had the same capacity to be silent that they had to speak. And that's by Baruch Spinoza. So I, as I was listen, uh, bringing up my, my morning front page MSN, which is something that I think I'm gonna stop. Like that, that's usually the most news I get, but I think I'm gonna actually have to cut that out. Why? Because of what's in this quote. Um, some some information, if you can't if you can't do anything about it, what is the point of knowing about it? Like, have you ever had someone that you haven't seen in in a long time? You know, you bump into them at, at some wherever at the, at the grocery store, at a at a get together. Some you you bump into somebody you haven't seen in a while, and then they just start spilling their guts about either their problems or some shit you didn't know about. Like, did you hear about that that cop that got shot? Did you hear about that that uh, that that man murdering his entire family? It's like. And then you you know you you get that knowledge and you get that information. It's like, well, what can I do with that now? What what is now that has filled because the other thing about it is once you once you hear about it, once you learn some information, you you that you you can't help the situation. It's easy to obtain, but hard to get rid of. That shit lingers. It lingers on your mind. It, it like festers. It, it stays on your mind for a little bit because you start. First of all, you start to get paranoid, you know, especially if you got kids or something like that. And then, you know, they tell tell you something about something happened to some kid or something. You got a kid or whatever, whatever the situation is, you start trying to equate it to your situation. Even if it's not something like some some tragic, like personal tragedy, maybe it's like a business tragedy. Some somebody started a business and they, you know, they went bankrupt and stuff like that. <laughs> and then it start. Then you start thinking about your business, man. Or, or, or maybe you had an idea for a business, and you know you you were like right at the right at the point of launching. And now, you 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 heard about this guy's situation. And then you start trying to equate it to your situation. Like, oh man, maybe this is a sign that I should I shouldn't launch. I shouldn't start that that project, that business thing I was gonna do. Maybe I should just stay behind this desk where it's safe. You know, sometimes it's just, it's just, it, you know, people just need to just fucking just shut up. <laughs> just shut up. My, uh, my daughter was asking me something. My oldest daughter was asking me about something along those lines. She was asking me about um, when I was growing up, was everything as miserable as it seems now you know like with it seems she she was like it seems like stuff is always going on i'm like no it was it maybe it was but you didn't know about it because the only thing you knew about is, is what was local what was on the local news and that was bad enough but but you didn't know 
what was going on in other countries. You know what I mean? It's like you just you just really didn't know all that much what was going on in other other places, other states really. You knew about your your local county, your surrounding area, and maybe the bordering the bordering states. You know, you didn't you didn't um it wasn't this vast amount of just information just just out there, man. Just like it seemed like every little fucking thing needs to be reported like one of the news stories this morning was a cat was it a cat or so i think it was a cat that was saved or rescued like 16 days after uh earthquake or something like that or some some extended period of time after an earthquake this cat was saved why is that on the why is that on the front page of msn what like what 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 is the I, I don't understand like what is the point of that like you know and then along with that it was like some uh, some well like one a cop got shot somewhere um it, it was just i'm just like what the f-? you know and then along with the wells fargo stuff and this is the thing about the wells fargo stuff so we switch after being with wells fargo for like 10, 12, 14 years, I can't remember exactly how long, but a long time, my wife and I, we uh, we, we switch. I mean, we, we still have a mortgage with them, but we had everything. We had our business accounts, we had savings accounts, we had a couple of mortgages with them. And, um, and they just kept, I'm not even talking about like overdraft, we never overdraft, but it was just like fuckery, just, they would just change and if you don't know what I'm talking about, just do a search for Wells Fargo and you'll see the new stories. But um, they would just change the our not only change the date of our mortgage being done due and they would change the amount month to month. I'm like, how is our mortgage amount changing month to month? And you know what I mean? And we had it on automatic. Like we, we would have it on an automatic certain amount to pay. But then they would change it, not even by much, by like two dollars. But our automatic, say, say our mortgage is, is twenty five hundred dollars, right? And we have an automatic amount to to be deposited, to be paid to the mortgage, and and, and that amount is twenty five hundred. But what if they changed for one month? They changed it to twenty five oh two. Well, now we're two dollars short, and 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 we just set it to auto, so we won't we won't know until we get like a a, a bill saying pass due or something. Like, how the fuck are we pass due when it's automatic? And then it'd be like the two dollars made it. I'm like, you know, and that happened. That happened like three or four times. Uh, this that was the actual last straw. There was other stuff they did. Uh, just like just like the the stuff you see in the news, like where they these accounts and these things that will be automatically um, opted into, and then you have to call to opt out of. I'm like, that that happened for years, and the only reason we, we we didn't change before was just because we just had so much shit with them. It it, it was just gonna be a pain in the ass to switch, and we weren't at a point to switch. You know, switch to a new bank, and then you know because you got to find a new bank, you got to you know find one with a good reputation and all that. But 
we we figured that out on our own that they were fucking us around and we fought it we got charges paid back to us we did that ourselves right you know what i mean we it, it was like and I, and, and I, i'm so lucky to have to be to be married to someone that's she is anal about record keeping and shit like that she she is anal like um when we met i had i had all these things that were uh all these accounts and stuff that were like overdrafts and stuff and and i i just it was like stuff i paid but they said they didn't get the payment and i was just like eh, you know whatever man i was like a single guy in the military and so my but so my credit was just jacked right and so when we we first moved in she was going through like a briefcase i had had all these check stubs and all these paid receipts and shit and she was like what is all this stuff i was like oh that's all the proof of stuff i paid and she was like well why aren't you fighting i'm like i just i, I don't know I just, i'm just i just can't deal with it you know and she was like <laughs> she was like that's so stupid you got the proofs and stuff so so you know fight it so that's that's the type of person she is so with this Wells Fargo stuff I'm not surprised I'm not surprised about it nobody should be surprised about it but even with that being said now that is out there you know they they made this they made this public what do you think uh people who don't have any skin in the game they're they're going to be digging for something they're going to be looking for something finding a way to get out of the situation they're in that they're self-inflicted and try to blame it on well yeah i mean so yeah even though i know i overdraft they must have did something and i'm not saying that uh, that doesn't happen but now that that is big story out there now the the the, the people that are really really victims of the bullshit wells fargo was pulling are going to be stifled by the ones that's just trying to scam that's what i'm saying when they when they instead of just sending them instead of doing their investigation finding out who was defrauded and contacting those people they just may you know it's like it's just all public i don't i don't understand how how is that going to help you know what i mean is that going to help anything i don't think so i don't i don't think so it's just it just seemed like everybody's so quick to just let everybody know about everything whether it's their their business or not meanwhile the people that have been defrauded they still defrauded it didn't help them at all I, I i don't i don't understand it it's just like people just speak to to speak but okay so what's what what how, now that it is out how does that help that is out is it because it put pressure on them you know it, just because making it public does that put pressure on them it, it couldn't have pressure couldn't be made before before that or is it at the point to where they tried to do whatever they need to do behind the scenes and that didn't work now they made it now they made it uh public i don't know i think i'm contradicting myself but <laughs> i think you guys get the point i know there's times when you know there, there's a need uh to make stuff public so people can be more aware you know what I mean? So people can eyes can eyes can be open, but shouldn't people try to be more aware anyway? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> so um, so yeah, man. Uh, I, I don't know. That, that that took me back to to you know when I when I saw that news story about Wells Fargo, I was like, yeah, that's no fucking surprise, assholes. And the other thing, 
I, I, I'm, I'm on a ramble now. On the other thing about Wells Fargo is when we did have them, when we would go to the drive-up window, right? The, go to the drive-up window. Now, everybody know, when you go to the drive-up window, you're going for convenience. You want to be in, you want to be out. Otherwise, you would just park and go inside. So, when you go to the drive-through window, first of all, you want speedy service. But the last thing you want, to, you want is to be sold to is for them to be tr trying to sell you shit at the drive-up window. There was another thing that just added on to the reason why we left. It was like, first of all, you took way too long and now you're wasting my time by trying to sell me some shit? I, I, don't, I don't see how companies like this stay in business so long. I, I just don't understand how how companies with this bad service. And then if you if do a search, I'm pretty sure you'll see other people complaining about the same thing, but we're not with them anymore. We left them. And uh, there, there are way better banks out there with way better service. Just because some, something's the biggest doesn't mean it's the best. All right, so I'm, I'm done with that. <laughs> um, so I pretty much had a four-day weekend. Uh, got a lot of stuff done. My, my, I had two daughters that were sick. Uh, and they st actually still getting over their sickness, so I wouldn't be surprised if I get a call today, you know, from school saying I need to come pick them up. But yeah, some kind of little bug went through the house. I caught it for like uh, one day, but when I when I even feel symptoms of a cold or getting sick, man, I just I just I go at it. I go at it with with all the strongest medication, the strongest cold medicine, the nighttime Nyquil, the daytime Nyquil, the Theraflu. I hit it up, um, so I I got it out quick. But you know, kids, you can't do that with kids. Um, but so I ended up having a four day weekend. Got a lot of stuff done. Got two two bruised bottles. I told you guys about that. But I actually sampled one of my brews yesterday. Um, it was uh, it was the Irish Ale. And it is definitely unfiltered. So, I mean, um, there's two ways to pour unfiltered beer. If you if you want the yeast, you you would do the, your first pour and then swirl it around and get that yeast in there. If you don't, you just pour and just leave that bottom in there. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know if it's because I haven't had a beer in a while. But the alcohol on that one on the Irish ale is supposed to be like 6.6. .6. The thing about it though is I, I ferment it with uh I mean I bottle condition with honey, so it has a, like a little honey and it was um it was uh actually no I didn't bottle condition that one with honey. I bottle conditioned the second one with honey. But I think this one had honey in the yeah that's right it had honey it had like a pound of honey in the uh, in the the, the uh, ingredients so you definitely taste that honey you 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 got you get that honey taste and so you know when 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 beers or anything you drink and has any alcoholic beverage has that sweetness it kind of sneak up on you because first I was like I don't really taste the alcohol so I finished I, I drank like half of it because I knew it was going to be green but I was just trying to get a feel for how long it's going to take to to condition because I only got about two weeks before we do our road trip and I, was, I wanted to make sure I was going to let it 
settle as you know condition as long as possible before cold crashing it and um you know what i mean because you, you if you let it go too long then you may get you know you may get explosions but uh it's, it, it was definitely green awesome taste just didn't have the it doesn't have that body yet but the alcohol that 6.6 .6 sneaks up on you like i mean it 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 <laughs> It sneaks right up on you, so it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good good uh, sipper, maybe like a sessionable sipper, sipper sessionable, um, because it's six point six, but it doesn't taste like a six point six. You know what I mean? You don't notice it when you're drinking it. So um, yeah, I'm pleased with that. You know, I'm pleased with that one. How that one came out, and it's just gonna get better with time. But when I was drinking that, I was I, I thought of a mead. I was like, this kind of remind me of a mead. I mean, just just because of that honey, that honey on that, that it's like right up front. Uh, so I started looking at mead recipes, and I think I'm gonna do a few one gallon mead brews just just to see. I've never brewed a mead, but uh, I, I I like honey. I like brewing with honey, and I like conditioning with honey. So I was like, I don't know why they, why they haven't thought of that before why well, i didn't think of that earlier so um look for that and then look for some recipes i'm going to be posting later after i you know after i start tweaking and coming up with my own recipes when i get back off the road trip i already have a stout that i'm i'm gonna um a stout kit i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna start with a stout kit with that same yeast either the irish or scottish yeast uh, the the white yeast 10 what is it 1084 and then the 1728 that's what i'm going to use um so that's that's what's going on on the on the home home brewing front um i did get to sh get to shoot with the second yashika 35 over the weekend um i got two of them and i i, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna sell one but i wanted to make sure i got a roll of film through both cameras and um I wanted to I wanted to develop the two roles at, at the same time one one is the uh, Kent mirror 100 and then the other one is the 400 uh, that I loaded myself so I'm gonna finish that out. I think I have about 16 frames left on that on that roll so I'm gonna shoot that finish that off this week sometime and get those uh, get those developed and I think I'm just gonna, I'm gonna just use the D76, or I may even just finish up the Ilfosol 3. You know, just cause I, I got probably enough for probably one or two. Or oh, actually, no, you know what? No, cause I said I wanted to keep all the same, with this 400 speed fan, I wanted to keep the same developer. And I can just use the Ilfosol on the, on, on the 120 film that I had left. Uh, but, yeah, so you know the thing that the thing that when you start shooting these rangefinders, camp rangefinders, and if you haven't shot digital, I mean if you haven't shot film in a while and you're not using like an SLR, um, man, just trying to my my style of shooting just just totally changed. I can't get like uh, those on the fly shots. Until you know, because I'm just not used to getting it, and it makes you appreciate street photography more. Like when you see people get these sharp, 
um, these sharp shots, like these in in the in the action shots, with these film. No, I'm not talking about like I'm not talking about these digital rangefinder. I'm talking about these film rangefinder camera. It makes you appreciate it more, uh, and I think that's part of the allure of street photography. And because a lot of times you see street photography, you're like, well, what's the big deal? What's what's the big deal? But it's a lot of it is the mechanics that went behind getting the shot. You know, and now I'm coming to appreciate that because I never got that whole all these you know, I never got it. I never got it. Like, um what what's so what's so spectacular about it about these range finder cameras in <clears throat> you know, in, in like okay, so what? He got a guy jumping over a puddle. But if I would have shot that with digital I would have got like every instance of him jumping over puddles, put it in high speed, put the shutter in high speed, and just, you know, that's big, I was, because I was thinking from the mindset of a digital shooter, digital SLR shooter, so that's why I never got it. You know, when people make these big deals about some of these shots, some of these old, uh, like, uh, Brisson and, you know, I, I can't remember the other names of these guys and, you know, these decisive, quote, decisive moment shots they get. But but you you get it if when, once you start shooting with a rangefinder. And I, I was just missing it. I was like, I don't see what the big fucking deal. But I was just trying to get a shot of my dog. I, mean, I have the I have three dogs, but <laughs> my biggest dog, he's just he's a character. man. he's so funny. He's just such a funny dog. And every time I'm trying to get him, I can never get the shot because he just. You know he's he's a big dog, but he's he's a puppy in age, so he's he's just goofy, and I always try to get him. Uh, we have a lot of rabbits around. And he always try to chase these rabbits, or when they crawl up under the gazebo in our backyard, he he try to like jump through the the floorboard. He he like does this rabbit bounce, and I can never get the shot. Even when I set it up, I can never really get it how I want it. So. You know, I was just thinking about that all weekend. I was like, yeah, man, that's, that's, I, I mean, I was anxious to just go grab my digital, go get the K3 and just bam. Or even, I did pull out my uh, Note 5 for some of the shots just cause I just wanted to get it. But, um, but yeah, that, that, that's what makes you appreciate the, the, you know, what's going on behind the scenes. It's not just, oh, he kept, it's like how he captured it and, and the tool he used to capture it. So, um, and, and also I'm going to be making some announcements to see if I can get some, um, um, to, to get some, some interactivity going as I, as I'm slowly approaching episode 100. And it's a thing that I, I want to do, for, you know, for the follow the few followers I have. Um, but I'm just not sure how I want to do it. So I'll be announcing that later, but so stay tuned. Um, Tell us at straighttalkuncut.com is where you can hit me up at. Um, that's that's the best place to get me. Leave feedback on iTunes if you want, or you can just email it to me, or you can leave feedback on the SoundCloud uh, timeline. But uh, that's all I got for this episode. Like I always say, I don't know a lot, but what I do know, I talk straight about. This has been Straight Talk Uncut. Thank you guys for listening. Until then, talk to you in the next episode.